So has anybody done any alternative types of washing besides traditional soap and bucket and Just showing there's a couple different options. Um, it really kind of becomes personal preference. You know, um, that that one's a microfiber, and this is a, like a synthetic lamb's wool type. You know, kind of traditional. Both. You just really want to make sure they're soft. Is really the main deal. And and don't don't think you can use them for two years. Like. <laughs> You know, if you're going to spend 10 bucks on a wash mitt, you know, every six months or so, throw it out, you know, maybe even three or four months. Like, don't think you should be able to use it for multi-years. Like, it will wear itself down and you need to get a new one. Thank you. 
like what we said, and he said it earlier, when it comes to properly washing the car, yeah. you know, those brushes, it all boils down to how clean we can get the car before you go to mop it or scrub it, wash mitting, whatever you want to do. There are some brushes out there now that are more of the ultra-fine bristle, more of the... Uh, yeah, hog hair. Microfiber, boar's hair, whatever hog hair. Whatever yeah. Me, personally, and I'm also saying this from a professional standpoint, you will never see me touch a car with a brush at all. Not even on the wheels. Now, I use certain wheel brushes. I'm on certain wheels, like those wheels there, that's just a different kind of case This is about as... I'll just pass this around. This is about as brutal as I go. And then this is the other one. This is actually... That's, I, this is a three-hour dash duster from Walmart that I actually incorporated. The customer doesn't want me to do wheel off. We all have that in old space wheel. I just stick it in the bucket and soak the water and jack it through there. Put it all over. Yeah, those brushes have gotten a lot more popular. This is called, I'm going to pass around, this is called a wheel woolly. And those have really grown in popularity for brushes, so to speak, uh, for wheels. Anything like that, you know, a microfiber, a wheel woolly, anything like that should be good for your, your wheels. Um, they're good, at, especially getting inside your barrel. Yeah. Um, did you have So those of you that wash at your house, do you do two buckets? You do one for your... Right, that's why I'm, I'm just asking, that, like, does everybody do that? And talk about the reason why you would make sure to do that. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I think the concept is just you don't want to use, like, like you said, brake dust. Like, you don't want to put that, and you don't want your wash mitt to go in that same bucket. Like, your paint is not your wheel. So, right? But I think we all get the concept of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the amount of brake dust that might have gone onto the side versus what's on your wheel, that, like, that's completely different. If you're concerned about brake dust that's on the side of your vehicle, then spray some degreaser or spray a pre-soak, something to agitate and, and get that to, to break its bond before then you wash with your other, your mitt. I did, yeah, you could do that, no problem. 
it's just that not everybody will do like, so there's an alternative. So the thing about which we say, which is, is cool in, in our little group is detailing or car washing um, or putting on paint protection film because he talked about where he just sees this canvas is cleaning your car becomes an art. Like you, you can't tell somebody they have to do it an exact way. You've got to put your own spin on it. If you want to wash the paint first and then use that to do your wheels, go for it. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to give suggestions on being, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do the wheels last? Yeah. I, I wouldn't use the same rag, the same mitt that you used on your wheels, even if, even if you use the end of your bucket. Yeah, I wouldn't use that later on your, your paint. I would just use a specific mitt. You don't have to. I mean, you can you can soap up half the vehicle. So your reason for doing that is because you're gonna if you don't and it's hot, you're gonna you're gonna not only possibly leave water spots from the etching of the the, the minerals in our water. But the scum, you know, soap scum, so to speak, um, if you don't get it rinsed all the way off, it will get into the, you know, and, and kind of bake itself into your clear. So, no, that's a good practice. If it's, if it's warm out, yeah, you don't want to leave soap just sitting on the car. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, uh, I think people just start grabbing them and going. And the reason to do top to bottom is sort of like what you were talking about, brake dust or, you know, grime down to the bottom. Like, this is going to be cleaner than here, and you don't want to grab all this stuff and move it upwards. You want to start here and work it down because you can start rinsing some of that off as you go. <coughs> Rags or mitts? What are we talking about? So I, I apologize. What's your question? Can you throw them in the washer? Ah, uh, I. You know, I've never put, I've never put a mitt in a washing machine. Yeah, yeah, or just, just rinse them out with the hose, or yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I would hurt it, but I guess I've just never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a problem. I, would stay I wouldn't put it in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea, is just to get all the grime out of it the best you can.
Yeah, the Washington towels, I think the, the main killer of a microfiber is how high you dry them. You don't want your temperature on your dryer to be real high. You want it to, to be low. Yeah. Treat them or clean them? I've never had a problem using soap on soft. I mean, have you? I'm not saying yours is like you can't, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I don't. I've never had a problem using soap on a soft top. Yeah. All right, so we're good on bucket washing and all that. I was kind of moving a minute ago. Nope. Yeah, we've never had an issue. And have you guys put any fabric guard or anything on your soft top? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to have something. Yeah. Charge on a ticket. 
there's another job. And so that car particularly is getting is getting a mild mild to mild correction. They'll get a ceramic polish and they'll get a ceramic coating and I'm taking the wheels off. Uh, ceramic coat, cleaning the ceramic coating and polishing and everything. Inside and out on the wheels and the calipers will get uh, ceramic coated as well. But that's just for that why don't I just keep some cleaner? Which is what I was talking about, like retail grade. Right. Yeah. Thick coat of film all over it, and then they drive it around for 
two weeks in the sun, no rain, and it ends up baking it that way, and then we got to come in. That's just how they're distributing the chemicals or the, you know, the filter systems may not be working, salt water systems may not be working right. Sounds like to me, as long as you stick with, let's say, chemical guys, nothing coming. You buy that at Walmart, you're angry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Next. <laughs> I mean, I, I've used them. Yeah. I used to be big in the car show scene. Uh, nowadays, I'd rather just, instead of using the car dumpster, I'd rather use a quick detailer mm -hmm. or a product that we also have. That's what I was going to let him finish. That, that's what I was going to, I was going to, like, if you're, you're basically taking, with no lubrication, you're basically taking whether it's dust or what like, and you're basically just rubbing that across your clear coat. So is it doing damage? Not like a deep scratch, but I bet you if we got some lights on your paint, you know, like if for those of you that are over there, you can see when you look at the paint, you see what we call spider webs, right? And that's what you're creating. And it's a super, super fine micro marring. And are you damaging it? You know, if you're happy with it, then mazel tov. Like, I get it. I get it. I'm just, just from the basis of nothing to lubricate in between, whether it's a, even if I just took this towel and did that, like, I don't have anything that's, that's helping it glide across the paint. So I'm basically taking dirt, dust, and rubbing it. You know, their concept of the, the duster, and it's not even a microfiber that pulls it up, you know. So microfibers will actually grab, and that can help you if, instead of that duster, maybe just using a microfiber. But, or what we would say, use a, um, <coughs> uh, they call them different terms, but a showroom shine or a, a final detail spray, something like that, at least gives it some lubrication as you're, as you're going across your paint. Yeah. I just use something. I mean, I don't. Let, let me not talk about PPF. I mean, why don't you answer that question? I, you know, can you rub dryly over PPF? Can we wait on that? Yeah. 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 Y
But that's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah. Silicone water blade uh, definitely scratches your vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I I still use one. Like sometimes I just don't feel like using a chamois, and then I do it, and I just go. Uh, I told myself not to do it. I like using those silicone water blades for windows. And just keeping a towel, and you can squeegee your window off really quick. I think that's the best use for a water blade. That's a good way of answering that question, yeah. So, and, and it, well, that's where I was going to go. Spray some, just something. So um, I'll transition into this. All right. So in, in, in high school, one of my favorite classes, and it was really random. And it was, it was, I solely took this class because I wasn't smart enough to take regular chemistry. Um, and there was a dumbed down version for all of us that barely could get out of high school. Um, Holland Hall was extremely difficult. And I was so thankful that they offered what was called environmental chemistry. And so we did a bunch of weird things like toured trash facilities and learned about their environment. And what was very interesting was touring some of those places and learning about how the things that we use affect the environment. And then I guess the chemistry side of it. And so that has transitioned throughout my years. And 2008, I had this idea, I saw it, somebody else was using it, I was like, wow, I did not know that there was another way of washing your car. So that's why I was asking earlier, alternative ways. So um, that was the lead into, we created a product and a brand called Green Clean. And Green Clean is a waterless car wash. Um, not water, not, it's not that you don't use any water, it's waterless. Like you're just not using a traditional soap bucket, all that. Um, and one of the questions is always asked, do you scratch a car when you're using this? <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you've brought that question up. When you're, anybody ever use waterless washing? You've used it? Anybody else? Nope. Um, you, the, the product itself is going to emulsify the dirt, kind of eat at it a bit, and it will help raise it kind of off the, the clear coat. And so then you'll have to use a microfiber towel because the fibers in it are made specifically and it will help pull up whatever you're releasing off of the clear coat. It's as simple as 
misting and spraying some product on, taking your towel and wiping it, and we typically wipe it in a uh, horizontal, right? Not vertical, you want to wipe horizontally. And if this car was dirty, you would actually see the dirt starting to collect in the towel. So you wanna make sure you keep your towel rotated. And then you flip it or use another towel and you can polish basically that back out and you're left with no smears. And this, our newest version actually contains SiO2, which is a form of, it's what ceramics are made of. So it's a traditional waterless, but you're actually leaving a protectant down at the same time. So instead of uh, like we talked about a wash and wax soap, this actually does leave a protection on your vehicle. And so if, if you guys, if it's hot out and you got a dark car, don't pull it outside and try and wash it. Using this in your garage, or if it's too cold to go out and do it, you don't have to go out. You can just wash your car inside your garage. You can do it in 15 to 20 minutes, and you just simply go around washing, spraying, and wiping, and swapping your towels out. Uh, you do it on a, a weekly basis at different people's garages, uh, you know, it's, and you didn't used to. I think it was uh, in, in the state of Oklahoma where you're used to so much water, it's kind of an oxymoron to think, wait, I don't use water to wash my car. So <coughs> it's, it's a different transition. It's a different way of cleaning your car that is definitely a much more less environmental hazard to traditional running a bunch of water and getting all that grime and it goes down into the street, which then goes into our, um, our rivers and affects our aquatic life. So this is a definitely a green version way of cleaning your car. Oh, so it doesn't matter. I don't go ahead. Whoever. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Right, I think that's what somebody, who else was saying, that, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, either way. Like I said, we're just offering that idea. So if you want to use your, your bucket at the end to do your wheels, all good. I would definitely just use a different wash mitt, though, at least. A waterless? Yeah, the, so let's start with that. What's the difference between a quick detailer and a waterless? Um, so the, it would be... Oh, it's on its way around. Okay. So a quick detailer or what we call is phobic, um, it's, it's basically the differences in what's in the product. Um, similar usage, you would simply spray and wipe with a towel, but... To go back to your ingredients questions, that's where when you start getting into these, when it's just soap, I don't, I don't think it really matters. You know, I'm just, I don't know. I haven't really found a big difference in car soaps, really. Um, but when you start getting into the more selective products, it does matter on the ingredients, what's in it. And so the difference between them, I mean, you could really take any quick detailer or what I was calling a showroom shine, something like that. I think they're, you know, it's going to simply spray and kind of wipe and it's going to remove your fingerprints. It's going to give it a little bit of gloss. It's probably going to have some silicone in it or petroleum distillants. Right. You're not cleaning. You're simply just, 
you know, adding some shine to the vehicle and removing, um, removing the uh, fingerprints or stuff like that. It, the difference between that and a waterless product is then the waterless actually has cleaning agents. It has emulsifiers in it where I was talking about it. You know, it starts eating away at the dirt. A lot of, <coughs> a lot of waterless actually will have organic cleaners like coconut um, and stuff like that in it. Uh, that is what helps does the cleaning. So that's kind of the, the main difference. You would still use it the same way, spray and wipe. Like it doesn't seem like it's just the difference would be what's in it. What was the other question? Oh, yeah, level of dirt. Level of dirt. Yeah, great question because I think the traditional where people that use traditional methods of cleaning car, that's always what they come at first. Well, you can't go clean mud off of a vehicle. Like, you're right. You cannot simply spray a product and mud comes off. So if you've gone mudding, but how many of us actually go mudding, uh, and you've got caked on mud, <laughs> caked on mud in your fender wells or down the side of your vehicle, you're going to have to go to a car wash or use a power washer and spray that off. Um, but just riding around town um, and your car's dirty, you, I waterless wash my Jeep all the time. It just, it's literally, you don't think it would be faster. It's so much faster to do it that way because I'm not having to get everything out. I'm not having to rinse the vehicle, wash it, re-rinse it, dry it. Like I can literally just spray and wipe and go around the vehicle in 10 or 15 minutes and I'm done. So, um, like I said, and you can do it in your garage, which makes it really easy, a.k.a. garage time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you you don't feel I'm, I'm sorry, say that again, you don't feel what? Very well. Yeah. No, I'm just playing with you. Um yeah, you, you you will have to put more product on, like than what I just simply missed on this part. Like for bugs, you're gonna have to apply more product. You're gonna have to be a little bit more, maybe more aggressive in your 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 area where down on your bumper you got a bunch of bugs. But the way to help combat that is doing it more on a regular basis with a product that contains like that. It has ceramic, it has protection in it, and it will begin to layer itself so those bugs don't stick. So, or using a ceramic, which we can get into later. But the more you put protection on your vehicle, the better it is to go and try and remove those bugs instead of non-protected. They just etch in and grab and, you know, they get baked into it. What about with paint protection film? But, I mean, what, any, any issues with cleaning bugs on paint protection film? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I was just, I was saying right. Like I was following your question. So um, the difference when you get into the different types of products, uh, for instance, wheel cleaners or tire cleaners, uh, bug cleaners versus a degreaser. So 
um, bug cleaners are going to be a higher pH level than a car soap. Car soaps are generally going to be in that neutral range, but then the, the, the high pH products is what helps start to really pull the grime a lot faster. You could use car soap and put it on there, but a bug cleaner works better because of the higher pH, a little bit more to attack and, and pull off. Uh, your traditional best wheel cleaners are more acidic, but for those of us that have used acid, if anybody's used acid on wheels and you put it on the wrong wheel, bye-bye, like you're in trouble. So um, that's why then a lot more of your retail versions are a higher pH. So you can't clean, uh, you can't clean your tires with a low pH, an acid-based product. You need a high pH product to help pull all that out. So that's why a lot of more common, if it's a tire and wheel cleaner, it's going to be a higher pH. Um, and the same with mugs, the same with degreasers. Uh, you can generally use just a degreaser and use it for, you know, your bugs, use it for your engine, use it for your door jams, your jam, use it for your fenders, use it for everything. Well, I would say if you don't use it in the appropriate manner, you can definitely cause some issues. Um, we've probably all seen like a little bit of splatter on things or uh, on on plastics, you'll see some like uh, even maybe some runs. So at the car washes where they have the wheel cleaner. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. I spray my wheels, but also when I'm going around doing it, it's going to get off the lower portion. Yeah. Not a big deal if I rinse it off. I don't think so. Yeah. Most car washes, So the, the, the way to prevent, the way to help that is to go ahead and rinse your vehicle first. Like get the water on there, then it's going to help cool your paint too because you will run into more of that issue of what you're at. I think your, your question is if it's you take this car and it's 95 degrees in the summer, well, that paint is probably more like, what, 130? So, you know, if you just go and spray a high pH product on your paint that's 130 degrees, yeah, you run a better risk of, of creating the damage I think you're asking. So, yeah, so you want to then pre-treat with just water to cool the vehicle down. So...
and just a watch rug, but just literally soppy wet. And I'll go down the leading edge and clean the back. And if you've got a good coat of that, it's amazing how quick and easy. You don't need any kind of cleaner or yeah. water. If you've got a good coat of wax, it keeps the bug from adhering to your paint. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we were kind of talking about. The the more you can keep Oz a protectant, the easier the bugs are going to be to remove. I'm sorry, we do not use that language here. Yeah, it, it's going to be the exact same way. Like the more you keep your vehicle protected. Like that's why there's waxes and sealants and the new one is ceramics, which we'll definitely get into. Um, the more you can keep as a barrier between your clear coat and the acidics and stuff that's in bird droppings, bug splatter, whatever, like the rings that happen on your paint that are kind of circular with a little bit of fan, like that's where a bird has dropped and it starts to etch into the clear coat. It can happen within hours if it's 100 degrees out and your paint's 140. Like that can literally happen within an hour or so. So we think that, oh, you know, hey, I waxed my car last year. Well, I'm sorry. If you used a Carnuba wax, it, it's gone in two to three weeks. Like it just, it, it, it doesn't last. So if you're going to use waxes, then you have to do it monthly to continue to maintain that highest that a wax could do of protection. The next thing that came out, which would have been in the, the 90s, was sealants. And sealants came out to uh, kind of take over waxes. They give much more longevity. Um, the big one was Teflon, right? Does anybody remember Teflon sealants, right? Those stayed out for a while until DuPont said, hey, stop using our word. Teflon is, is trademarked. And so a lot of your sealants had to take that off. And they, they're not supposed to say that they're Teflon enforced anymore. But it's still, it's a polymer. It's synthetic. Whereas your old traditional style uh, Carnuba was a lot, you know, I mean, it's Carnuba. It's more uh, organic-y. Oh, sure. Yeah. I get it. Well, that's just because the protectant either it was too hot and the, the, the wax literally just melted off or they ran it through the car wash so many times or hand wash, whatever, and it stripped itself away. That's what I'm saying. There's so many people that think that just because I waxed my car six months ago, two months ago, like, oh, I'm protected. Well, no, you're not. Like, if you used, <coughs> we like Meguiar's. If you used a Meguiar's, was it glass gold or something? Or, like, what's some of the Meguiar's waxes that you guys have used? Liquid gold, or is that one of them or something? I don't know. I mean, there's some different Meguiar's waxes. It doesn't matter who. <coughs> if it's a Carnuba wax, it's going to melt itself away in the heat, or you can wash it enough, and within a couple of weeks, it's going to be gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's its job is to protect the paint. But the, so those are the first two. Then the next best ways, which is a great question. It's a perfect time because JP has been very gracious to just sit over there and let us talk. Tell us, JP, what is, in your view, 
we'll, we'll get into ours, but your, your way of protecting, the best way to protect bugs and bird droppings is paint protection film. So, Like you got in a wreck, you went to a body shop, they've painted your door. You're right. Like if you put it on too quick after that, we've had, you know. She has had a problem 
Yeah, I mean, we can get, I mean, but I mean, as far as products, or you mean like what's his brand of paint protection film? Uh, 